Welcome to the Self-Help Coaching Podcast, where insights, attitudes, and methods for success get illuminated. Learn what leaders and change workers have done and are doing now to create magnificent futures. We interview great guests who inspire you to overcome obstacles and achieve your goals. Be sure you visit our website at self-helpcoaching.com. While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now, just relax as you listen. You can do something else, but be ready to make an important note. And let's get started. The title of this interview is Creative Coaching. And we're going to be talking about big new ideas about creativity and connection. And our guest is Jeff Lizowitz. And I just found out just moments before I started this that we're not just going to be talking about his awesome coaching. We're going to be talking about a great book that he has out, which really blew me away. And that's not even on my my data. So we're going to be talking about not effing around, which is the name of his book as well. Great stuff. Jeff, welcome. Hello. Thank you for having me. I love it. Great stuff. Now, let me tell the audience about who you are. Jeff is a life coach, as I am or or was, and for the heart-centered humans and creative types. I love that. That is great. Creativity is where it's at. That you know, if, if uh, the difference between a, a creative person and a non creative person is a person who has a solution and the person who may not, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, creativity is a big deal, right? And we're and we are all creative whether we know it or not, or there act upon it in a particular way or not. And a person may need someone like you to remind them that they are creative, they may. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jeff Burns with a mission to inspire and teach people with a heartbeat to live their gifts and create meaningful lives of purpose, success, connection, and creativity. This this guy is like my doppelganger. (laughs) He's in Washington State. I'm in Brooklyn, of course. Jeff, you're the man. Great to meet you. Absolutely. We got the country. Between the two of us, we've got the country covered. You got it sandwiched. Yeah, sandwich. (laughs) That's great. Very good. So, yeah, thank you so much for having me here. This is great. You're quite welcome. Let me get into my first question. What do you mean when you say when you say creativity is a way for people to be seen, expressed, and connected? Yeah. So I have in my career done all kinds of things in music, film, writing, this and that. I have had what I would say pretty solid successes and also dismal failures. Oh, right? that's me. Yeah, <laughs> right. But what I've learned through all of this time is that at its best, creativity is a way for us to be seen, expressed, healed, and connected. So what does this really mean? So to be seen. In general, in our lives, I believe we are not particularly seen. When you're driving down the highway or walking down the streets of Brooklyn, you are not particularly seen right? You get into the next level of your acquaintances, maybe at work or just people around the neighborhood or something. They might see you, they might know you a little bit, but probably not that much. And they probably don't care that much either. Right. And then you've got your inner circle, right? This is your good friends, your family. Hopefully they see you and understand you and get you. But my experience is they sort of see you and get you. So that's the scene part. What does it mean in my definition to be expressed? Well, it simply means going from the potential 
to the actual. So if you think of a dancer, right, on a particular Saturday night, she's sitting in the corner, all the disco balls spinning around, the beats thumping, but she's sitting there. In that moment, she is not expressed. She gets out there in the dance floor, starts shaking it. She's expressed as a dancer. Same thing with a poet. You can have a bunch of poems on your desk, but unless you're writing a poem, you're not expressed as a poet. So the next piece of this is healed. Okay, what does it mean to be healed through creativity? Well, I think that anyone who is created with vulnerab vulnerability and authenticity knows that there is some kind of catharsis in that act. There is something that changes, a transformation, a letting go. And this is often, you know, dark things, you know, various traumas or bad experiences or whatever that we've had, but it can also be a celebration, right? What is the healing in a love song? It's like, I'm celebrating no more lonely nights, baby, right? That kind of thing. So when we are seen, expressed, and healed through authentic, vulnerable creativity, we then give our gift to the world. And when I say the world, Absolutely. I'm not talking about Madison Square Garden or the top of the New York Times bestseller. It can be one other person. But here's where it gets even cooler. When we give our gift of creativity to the world, we become the gift because we show others that they can be seen, expressed, and healed. Yes. And when this happens, it uplevels creativity into a whole other world. What happens now is we become, as creatives, sort of like these undercover ninja rock stars who are here to help connect the world, to empathize for others to be seen. Right? I love ninja rock stars. I love that. Yeah, you're a ninja rock star. <laughs> I know it. Right? When we do this, this changes our creativity from like, oh, that's cool, or that's fun, or that's beautiful, or that song's got a good groove, to like, wow, we are helping to heal the world. And that is a major, major piece of deep and powerful creativity. I know everything you said is total veracity. It's totally true, because I relate to it 100%. Indeed, uh, one of my greatest assets, perhaps the greatest asset I have, is my own individuality. And that, of course, comes from my greatest gift, which is my own life, which every single person in the world has. And they, every single person, even if they don't are not aware of it, is an individual. They may be confused because they bought into too much conformity and too much crowd, crowd you know, looking like trying to fit in. Uh, and uh, and I and I'm here to echo what you said, Jeff. Mm -hmm. You know, that part of you, and it's not all about us. So, you know, so we need to be selfish. We are selfish genetically. There's, but we have to be team players as well. There's a balance to be had. But the part of you that is unique, that is your shine. You got to bring it out. You got to express it. When you, the more you do it, the happier you are. The Absolutely. We are, all, we are all unique individuals right. and understanding that and then aligning ourselves to be true to that. Right. Really the more you hide it, the more you suppress it, the more sad you are, the more depressed you are. Because you, this is your greatest gift, which is not somebody else's life, it's yours. And it's you being a person. 
All right. Let's not, we're not getting into the ego, which is of course a construction, uh, but you as a per, as a person who has consciousness, this is, you have something to express. And I'll, you know, I'll say something more. And I say this the most non-religious way possible. I think it was Jesus Christ who said that if a person doesn't bring forth himself, forth what's in, inside himself, it will destroy him. So it gets mm. worse. So it's not like you just have this, you could express this. If you don't bring it forth, you're screwing yourself, man. It's going to be worse. It's going to be corrosive. Yes, you're screwing yourself. It's going to be corrosive. And you're not giving the gift of your truth to the world. And that is huge. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Definitely, man. I love, no, man, I, I knew the first moment I saw you, uh, <laughs> we had a, a rapport with no NLP techniques. We're, bo we're both NLP <laughs> practitioners. They had nothing to do with neuro-linguistic programming. But we, I merely saw that we just we just seemed to resonate and have a, a simpatico and understanding. And the, now the more I speak with you, and I've only known Jeff now 20 three minutes uh and, 23 uh, good minutes though and solid <laughs> minutes solid minutes and uh yeah i love what you're about it's awesome man that's and i you know and this is like i said this has been even before i was a coach uh you know and a nilper you know this is i understood this intuitively because i saw how good it was for me uh and uh, and 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 in coaching i you know i i may utilize it i in the in when i coach but you that's that's your format man I, that's like that's awesome <laughs> well it exactly. seems to be for what i mean you out of the gate you're telling me that this is you know it's just in that i'm like hell yeah <laughs> it is i i i, I was just kind of giggling because i never heard it put that way but it is a core piece of my philosophy and my life and you know then you know for me that's bringing that to the world whoever is willing to listen right to open up to heal themselves you know through their own through their own individuality and creativity now well, we've already alluded to it but why would you say creativity is so important well creativity is so important because it is a primal aspect of our lives first of all creativity is you know basically creating anything and if you're alive if you're breathing here on earth you're creating something Right. You're brushing your teeth doesn't seem like a big creation, but it it's you know, if you don't don't brush your teeth, you know, you'd be, everything... you'd, if you don't brush your teeth, you're creating bad breath. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Very good. I may use that one. Uh, so uh, sorry, Jeff. Copyright Tony Patrol. Yeah, right? <laughs> so um, what we're talking about here is using. Uh, our creativity to make something of value to ourselves and the world. And people get confused about creativity. They, they typically, when they hear that, they think of, you know, music and writing and dancing and, you know, all that kind of stuff, right? Painting. And that certainly is creative. And, you know, that's where a lot of creative people go. But creativity is everywhere. It's in business, right? It's in relationships. It's in cooking. It's it's like literally, basically, in everything. It's how you walk. Absolutely. You know, I uh, Jeff and I were speaking before the interview about Proficio, which is my app that's going to revolutionize self help, and I think it's going to. I think that it's going to be huge. And it's going to, you know, that it's going to be a ubiquitous platform 
program and pla- uh, or an app on everyone's phone because it's going to work. Most people are not into self-help because they're afraid to fail. And less people are into coaching like Jeff and I because they don't want my this is what, what I see. They don't want the they don't want the perceived scrutiny or perceived judgment. They don't want to have to deal with a person. They rather fail by themselves, <laughs> right? That that's my take on it. But Jeff has an interesting facial. Expression. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not sure why people don't want coaching, but what I think they get if they are willing to step up and pony up the money is a commitment to themselves. So what it really is, is they are not ready to commit to themselves and their own growth. Oh, I totally agree. I totally agree. But I was being negative, Jeff. You went there and you went to the positive side. (laughs) Can you just leave me on my negative side? (laughs) Automatic. (laughs) I used to be such a negative person. And, you know, people, I I know I'm sober, clean sober over 22 years. I was a very negative person. And basically I transformed from negative to positive. And, uh, and, and I see, I see the world so differently. I'm so different in the world. And I totally agree with you, what you said, but I'm saying why people don't go into coaching. Mm-hmm. They, sure. they don't want that. They're not ready for that growth, which is a, say, a way to say that they're afraid. Okay? Right. Yeah. Uh, okay, all right. But, yeah. um, and so, and so we're going to, we're going to, we, I believe we're going to transform the world with our app, which will because people won't be afraid of failing because it's not going to let them, it's going to guarantee that they won't. That said, my company, I, I am, I'm, I, I spend too much time creating my company on paper, you know, and when I'm not even, I should spend more time getting things done that need to get done in, in the present day, but I'm creating this company, you know, and it's, it's unique. It's so unique because I love to create. And I, and as an example, I was in the military a million years ago as a paratrooper. We're actually, every every once a month we'll have we'll have dress up day every odd month or whatever it will be dressed up in as rome in roman togas or roman armor uh the other months will be in military uniforms and they'll have a quasi military structure you know not real military you know it's part of the game have a game have fun do things in a unique way be original that's what uh, to me it's so it makes life exciting. Yeah. It makes it more, you know, much more, okay, let's do this. I suppose, oh, here we go. You know, <laughs> you know? Totally, love it. Great. Okay, let's take a moment to hear from our sponsor and we'll come right back with Jeff Lizowitz. Great stuff, Jeff. I'm loving it. This episode of Self-Help Coaching is brought to you by Perfizio. What if there was a self-improvement program truly personalized to you? that knew and cared for you deeply. That whatever was going on in your life adapted for you perpetually. Visit www.perphysio.io. That's P-E-R-F-I-C-I-O.io where you can start a program that will always suit you considering all the pressures and nuances of your life. You're listening to the Self-Help Coaching Podcast with me, your host, Tony Petrozo. We're having a fantastic, no, 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 not fantastic, awesome conversation <laughs> with Jeff Lizowitz. Great stuff. I'm really, I'm titillated by it. I, I hope that the anyone listening is one-tenth as entertained as I am, because if they are, then they'll be, you know, they'll be a repeat customer. <laughs> nice. Great stuff, Jeff. So now, 
let's get into music a bit. You, you, you mentioned it previously. Why are songs and stories so powerful? Songs and stories are powerful because a, a, a great song, let's talk about a great song and a great story. So first of all, a great song and a great story are so powerful because what, what an artist does when they create that is take something that is personal to them, to their unique perspective, and articulate it in such a way that the listener or the audience, the reader, understands the universal themes that are inherent in the specific story, right? And this is what transfers emotion and ideas. And then with the music, you know, you've got the, the music on top of that, which kind of amplifies it. So, um, so when we think of our favorite books or our favorite songs, there is something in them that the creator of that articulated that we resonate with, right? So let me think back to one of my faves, Star Wars, okay? I was a small town boy who wanted to get out of there. Luke had to get off that planet, right? That's right. And then he goes through all his hero's journey kind of stuff. And at the last minute, what does that guy have to do? He's got to close his eyes and take a shot on that Death Star. He's got to have faith in the universe and the force, whatever you want to call it. And bam, he blows that sucker up, right? This is something that resonates in me deeply because I know that when I trust and I let go and I kind of follow the flow, good things always happen. And when I get scared and freaked out, you know, that's when the force isn't really happening, which by the way, is directly related to Taoism. Totally. If, any, if any of your listeners are into that. Lucas was extremely influenced by Eastern philosophy, or if not, at least that I'm putting this into the movie. <laughs> right, exactly. So that's what, you know, to be great artists or be great songwriters or storytellers, that's one of the things we want to do. We want to have a specific perspective and an emotional perspective. We're having a connectivity problem right now. Uh, I hate when this happens. Jeff, can you hear me? You are paused. I have a- uh, I can hear you, yes. Okay, I hear you again now. Oh, now your video has- I see your I'm video back. is moving again. Okay, back, Jeff, back up about three or four sentences and start again, please. Uh, right. Not so five we... and not two. <laughs> <laughs> You're, okay, you were saying that, okay, that, you know, having faith or, or not having fear, all right? Right. Okay, go from this. So when we create songs and stories and art from a, a, a specific emotional perspective and articulate that and open it up such that the audience can understand these universal themes, that's when that transference of energy, ideas, and emotion happens. That's why you love your favorite songs and books and movies and that's and that's what we endeavor to do as creators because although we are all individuals as you said before tony we are also all very common in our human themes Absolutely. Right? We, 
We all want love. We all want respect. We all want redemption, all those kinds of things. So if you can, as a creator, put your own story into those kinds of ideas and do that at a, you know, at an authentic level of, of, of truth and skill and voice, you, you're going to win. You know, mu music is so powerful that I often, I get ideas for movies from listening to a song, just a song. So, and, and it may have little to nothing to do with my movie idea, but what was the, the thing that happened in me, because that's what that, that's where it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this the, the you know the, the the songwriter, the singer, the musicians, they they make their art. And then me as the listener here, how it affects me is my business. It's not their business. Mm -hmm. They're not me. Yeah, sure, we share con uh, consciousness. That's the ubiquitous thing. That's the 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 big one at the, at the that is obvious, but my mind is unique, and so I get some. Oh, whoa! This I can I see an idea. I see a, something going on. What's this? That's that has some shadow. There? Oh wait, let me start getting a little, making a little closer, and now I see an idea and a story start erupting, or maybe even a scene. Okay, from there I turn that into. Oh, I now I see something more. A sequence, a plot. Oh, a romance, whatever you know. And then you just let it flow, man. It's awesome. And just from a song, you know, whether and it doesn't not it can, nostalgic is, you know, we love nostalgia, of course, but it could be brand new. So like you could be could be totally fresh to you. Like wow, this is making me think stuff from my past or not it just gets gets the juices flowing absolutely yeah love it i i love i, I know i didn't tell you i'm also an actor i haven't i, I might have told you i don't know uh, <laughs> but i used to act i used to uh produce uh, I, creativity listen you know some people are more creative than others we may call them artists we may call them entrepreneurs. We may call them other things. But every, as, as you said at the outset, everyone is creative. But, but are they tapping into it? That's mm -hmm. the thing. Are they tapping into that for solutions or for vibrancy, whether it be their emotional well-being or maybe physical well-being? Are they tapping into it? Because they could. That's the thing. They could. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. All right, and, and that leads me to my next question. The inner critic. Ooh, will they disapprove? <laughs> or, or, right, which is what, but, or will I disapprove the inner critic? But, the, but that fear of disapproval, that I'll get anyone who's not careful, right? What, what is your inner critic and how might it stop you from taking bold action? Right, well, good thing I wrote this book. Uh -oh. Not upping around the no BS guide for getting your creative dreams off the ground, where there's actually a chapter about the inner critic. I'm not going to read it to you right now, but um, almost everyone's listening. But uh, Jeff just held up his book, which is has a really cute little cover of a, like uh, a caricature, and the title said "Not Epping Around." It was really great. Look, let's hear an excerpt, Jeff, from the author. You can't beat it. Uh, well, I'm trying to find the. Trying to find the actual um, inner critic thing here. Um, well, I, I, as you look for it, Jeff, I'll, I'll continue. Um, I, I, it's not going to. It's not going to be a, a, a monologue or a soliloquy. But I will mention about what I just alluded to about the fear of disapproval. 
you know, when I, you know, I was talking about music. I used to be a punk rock singer, you know, and I was a hard, I had a big old mohawk and, it was, you know, I still consider myself a punk. 50, I just turned 57. But, uh, and, and, and I, and I, I've often been an extreme person. So one of the things I went through was like, you know, I know that people want approval. I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to want disapproval. So, which was, so I, I, I actively sought disapproval, which was, which as a social experiment was, was very informative. And I learned a lot, but I also learned that it's something that I shouldn't do. <laughs> it wasn't, it was something I learned a lot, but it was not good for me and for others. And I won't be doing it again. However, it also learned, I also helped me to have less of a fear of disapproval, which is an awesome thing because that's a, that's, that is a, a deadly disease that afflicts way too many people. This fear of disapproval, this fear of scrutiny, fear of criticism. Uh, and a person really has to get a, get a, a you know, a grasp of this. Otherwise that will just debilitate you and just keep you down. And you gotta be mindful about, about approval. You know, if you want, if you, if you fear disapproval, you know, have a greater fear for your own disapproval of yourself. All right. <laughs> Never mind others, your own disapproval. Get, get with that. All right, Jeff, are you ready to, to read for an excerpt? Uh, sure. I'll read a little bit. Yeah. It's easy to blame others for our failures, insecurities, and pretty much everything else. A common strategy is to start with your parents and all the ways they failed you. If you manage to work through that, a great target is always the system, society, or the man. If you get bored with that, just point your angst towards your neighbor, your boyfriend, or whoever is in your way at the moment. Sure, these people may have hurt you or thwarted your progress in some ways, but it's time to move on to heal take responsibility. Their days of wrecking your efforts are over. Let it go. So here's the truth. The one who puts the most time and effort into sabotaging our lives is ourselves. We are often our own worst enemy. Of course, this can come in many forms, but I want to call out some aspect that does particular damage to our creativity, motivation, and joyous exploration of the world. That would be our inner critic. I prefer to call that little snot ball the ick. The ick. Oh, I like that. Is that E-C-H? I see. Inner critic. Oh, I see. Inner yep. critic ick. Oh, okay. Yep. If you want the rest, well, I'll give you one, I'll give you one little bit more. Give us the, one, one more nugget, please. The ick has killed so many dreams, crushed so many souls, mangled so many projects, procrastinated and frozen so many great ideas that it is truly the unseen supervillain of the creative self. That's awesome. And I, you know, I want, that's great stuff, Jeff, truly. And, and you know, and I, I, I complimented you before the fact, and I hope somebody didn't misconstrue what I said when I said, if you're gonna have disapproval, fear of disapproval, have a fear of your own disapproval. I didn't, what I meant by that, just so I'm clear, mm -hmm. is disapprove of yourself, not expressing yourself, not going for it, not, not going for it. Don't right. disapprove that. Disapprove of yourself. Not going for it. Not going. Right. All right, because there's there's an important distinction. I don't want to be misinterpreted on that part because that yeah that would be that's a one eighty. Yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah. that's great stuff, Jeff. And I, I really appreciate that, man. And I, you know, and I I'm a great proponent of that thinking. Is that I mean, it's it's a cliche that everyone's their worst enemy. Actually, you were, you were more tactful about it. You said most people. I would say that everyone is, unless the, unless the, unless someone's about to shoot you, 
then that person at that moment your worst enemy. Clearly, <laughs> your worst enemy. Yes. <laughs> but up until that time, it was been you mm. all along. <laughs> uh, but we've got, you know, if we're not, if we don't have some kindness to ourselves, give ourselves, you know, if we're gonna beat ourselves up, beat ourselves up, you know, do it with a feather or a wiffle ball bat, not a not a wooden one. And and, and you know, go start thinking about, you know, what change you want to see in the world and start saying to yourself hey maybe i'm the person who can make that change who else is going to do it <laughs> all right you know i love i think john i'm not sure if john grinda said this i think it might have been attributed to him or not uh, and i've done some really controversial stuff and i'm and i got and i got bigger stuff coming I, and this is so applicable or pertinent i think it was grinda he said you're completely unqualified for the job but you're the only one who can do it <laughs> <laughs> i love that that's me yeah that's me that's pretty good yeah. yeah all right so that you know yeah you may have all these uh you know uh inadequacies or shortcomings uh so freaking what Right? Oh, yeah, you didn't go to enough school. You don't have enough money, enough resources, enough friends, enough social etiquette. So what? Get going. Life's too short. You're going to be dead soon. <laughs> <laughs> I say that with absolutely no moroseness, man. None. No morbidity. You know, life's too short for us to, to be messing around, man. Yeah, totally. Let's take a moment to hear from our sponsor. Come right back with Jeff Lizowitz. Great stuff. Loving it, Jeff. This episode of Self-Help Coaching is brought to you by Perficio. Do you know why most wealthy people are that way? It's because they think like wealthy people, and a fool and his money are soon parted. Visit www.perficio.io. That's P-E-R-F-I-C-I-O dot I-O, where you can actually transfer the wealth mentality into your own brain, and you will think wealth. You're listening to the Self-Help Coaching Podcast with me, your host, Tony Petroza, having a fantastic discussion with Jeff Lizowitz. Really great stuff. I think that, from my perspective, this is not only entertaining, but it is very valuable stuff. I think it is, or at the very least, very interesting. And I loved your, I really appreciate you reading from your book. That was really great. Sure. Good thing. Let me get to my next question. What steps would you recommend for anyone who wants to rev up and get their creative dreams off the ground. Would you, yeah, just answer that question. Well, one of the first steps is to identify your comfort zone, okay? I mean, there's like, there's a million steps to this thing, but so within our comfort, so everyone has a comfort zone, right? Think of it as a circle and you're kind of in the middle there. And people love the comfort zone, why? Well, it's comfortable. It's like your nice comfy bed or your favorite, you know, chair or whatever, right? The comfort zone is great for being comfortable, but it's terrible for growth, okay? So if you stay in the comfort zone too long, you're basically not going anywhere, right? In terms of growth and, and forward movement. So what do we have to do? We have to identify this, first of all. Second, we need to understand what the goal is that we're going towards and then take a small step out of the comfort zone okay do something that is uncomfortable and here's where people get freaked out 
stand there in the discomfort, right? It's, you know, it's called the comfort zone because it's comfortable. It's uncomfortable outside there, but that's where the growth is happening. So stand there, feel it, get the skills you need, do whatever you got to do. And sooner or later, you're going to notice something very odd happening. And that is that the comfort zone expanded to meet you. Once you got that, you're back in the same place, except you have a bigger world. So now do the same thing. Take another step instead of this time, instead of six inches, why don't you go a couple feet out? You know, maybe go a half mile out. You know, it depends where you're at, right? How much you want to go and how fast. But essentially, this is the process. You step out of the comfort zone. You feel uncomfortable. You learn the skills. You be there. You don't go running back. Comfort zone expands you expand, you get closer to your goal every time. Absolutely. A lot of people think it's a, a conundrum, whether they are familiar with the process or just totally ignorant uh, of what you just described, which is, of course, completely accurate. You know, they think, oh, I don't want to be this uncomfortable. We all, you know, it's true. We all want to be comfortable, every one of us. <laughs> I, I love it too much. However, I also know that growing is the only way I'm going to get where I'm, where I'm going. I, there's, there's no way I'm getting there without growth and, and, and then some. The thing is that when you grow, you don't have to be growing all the time. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> you, can, you can relax, you can grow and relax. You know, grow in this comfort zone as you described, then go relax on the cofer, on the couch, on the sofa, or the recliner for all day, and then get back to growing tomorrow. Grow, you know, growth, then relax. Right. Just and, comfort, comfort. <laughs> and and there's, di there's different areas to grow in. Yeah. There's career and intellect and relationships and health, all these different things. So you know, if you're on your health journey, like get out of the comfort zone in that, but stay in the comfort zone in the relationship and in the job. Sure, sure. Right? And then like, okay, my health's looking good. Now I'm really going to step it up, you know, with my business. Well, okay, then get out of the comfort zone in that. But if you, you know, if it's too much out of the comfort zone in too many ways, it, it's not going to work. You have yeah. to have the energy to stand there to right. learn and grow. Yeah, totally. Right. So I, I do not recommend going out in every way or, or you no, know, absolutely. Right. I mean, just as you said, there are different kinds of discomfort, but there got to be a, a total discomfort red zone <laughs> that we can't get into, no matter what kinds comprise it. Exactly. <laughs> right? Don't don't be too masochistic unless that's your thing, because you probably love it. You're probably in that total discomfort zone right now. <laughs> great stuff man uh oh i love it and, and, I, and when i was a coach when i was a life coach and and indeed i know i'm helping my my nephew right now with uh, addiction recovery and you know and i explained to him the very thing you just did it's like listen you you got to get in that discomfort zone because otherwise you're screwed because it's something you know that's general growth that we describe but it, growth may be really urgent uh right like in the case of my nephew, he's dealing with addiction. Uh, you want to mess around? You, you may, you may, you know. The, the, I mentioned that coming for us previously. You know, I'm not saying the grim raper is hanging around, but he is coming for every one of us. And if you want, you mess around with addiction, or you just you just keeping the door open, man. You know, so you, it's more important to start growing. You know, I would often hear too, you know, in the you know I used to go to AA and NA years ago. 
and that people say, oh, he's just not ready. Yeah, okay, you can use that expression, but not ready is just another way of saying you don't want to do it. <laughs> okay it's just it's the same thing so and that's not that's an indictment i want i don't want to do a lot of things that i should be doing or could be doing i would you know all things were equal that i would be doing all right i'm far from being i'm always striving to be my better me but i'm far 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 from being him i've, I've never been the perfect me and i doubt i'll ever, i ever will be but you're, you're perfect in your imperfections tony just like all of us you know, Jeff, you're the first one to say that to me. And I, <laughs> no, thank you very much, Jeff. I appreciate that. And you're the man. And of course, that's, that's a great thing to say to anyone. It's true for everyone. But uh, but I think that Jeff was actually noticing my true perfection now. And I really appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, I am. <laughs> I, Jeff was going to give me a laugh on that one. He's like, no, no, let me not, let me not laugh too much. <laughs> great. You know, and I, I love our profession. I love helping people. I mean, it's kind of a universal characteristic that humans love to help another. Uh, and to be in the, that profession, to get paid to do that, you know, whether it be one-on-one -on -one as a coach or, you know, you create uh, content, your you know, personal development. It is, it's such a wonderful, so rewarding. It's so cool, you know. And now I know, like I mentioned, we're both NLP practitioners. When did you first become a practitioner? Oh, I don't know, 15 years ago, something like yeah, that. Yeah, me, yes, like something like that for me too. And when I first started doing it in coaching, still either it was techniques that I was not familiar with and I just learned it as part of my strategy to work with someone. Uh, and I, you know, I did mostly phone, uh, phone coaching. And, and, and then the, 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 the intervention, the pattern would work. I'd be like, holy shit this shit really works <laughs> you know i have to find out that actually but people can really change with the intervention of someone who has some expertise and, and is, is committed to doing that i was it was fantastic to see that we really can change and, and you know break out of you know these whether it be limiting beliefs or stuck place or whatever so awesome and and, and, that, and that's done in so many different ways i this is i love our field so let's let's talk about the, something that's very intriguing. This is this is out of the out of the Jeff lexicon. Uh, <laughs> this is this is called failing fast. What does it mean to fail fast? Well, um, failing fast. The first thing we have to do is redefine the word failure because you know nobody likes the concept of failure, right? You didn't get to your goal. You landed on the street, whatever the thing is. So let's change the word failure to feedback. Okay. So when we endeavor to do something, we move forward and we don't get there. We're going to call it feedback. What we need to do is take a breath, take a step back, and then start asking every possible question you can think of. Right. That's the feedback. What didn't work? Why didn't work? What was my fault? What was the world's fault? What could have been done better? What, what was fun? What was terrible? Who could I have hired? There's a million things you can ask these questions. The more questions you ask and the better answers you uh, get, the more you'll be prepared for your next adventure. So then you step forward and you do the thing again. And guess what? You're probably going to get some more feedback. Same deal. You just keep doing it. Ask those questions, iterate, even change the goal, right? 
because that might they you might get understand some feedback that says this isn't even the you know the best goal for me at this time. Thus, if you you know as as my book says, fail fast, you essentially just accelerate this process. If you take forever to get your first bit of feedback, well, guess what? It's going to take you that much longer to get the next feedback, to get the next one, to actually hit your goal. Absolutely. I mean, we learned that NLP, that there's no such thing as failure. There's, there's only feedback. Uh, and you can look at it that way or the way you described it, I like uh, failing fast, that's great. And, and we, Jeff and I were talking about this before the interview, you know, my, my app, Proficio, which I claim is gonna revolutionize self-help and personal, personal development. And it does that in, in a number of dynamic ways. But the, but the, but the um, umbrella way, the definitive way, is that it doesn't let you quit, okay? Because until you quit, you're in the game. It doesn't matter what it is. I mean, we, we were talking about my, my company, my app. Uh, I've been developing Proficio for eight years, pre, four years of pre-development, four years of development since we formed Auxilium. Uh, and, and I tell you, it's the, it's the hardest thing I've ever had to do. Right now, we've been undercapitalized. I've thought about quitting. I tell you, I even thought about suicide. I tell, and I mean that sincerely. I, but of course, I laughed the thought away. I, but it acts but sincerely. I'm being, being honest. Mm -hmm. right? Came into my mind. And I laughed at goodbye. Ah, you know, I didn't entertain it. And I and I know that I used I I've been suicidal in the nineties, you know. But that but I like I said I changed. Anyway, so I left the thought away. But it's been that difficult, okay? So if you know, and I thought about quitting, and I don't quit because I could just it's so nothing, it's so promising and I'm committed and I've made and I have I have a partner who cares about me. I've made my claims, my declarations. There's been so much invested. You know, there's been over $230,000 put in this already from all, for investors. You know, uh, but I could quit. I could because it's been so hard. And I know that until I quit, it ain't over. Even though it may not work out the way I expect it, and it probably won't actually. If I go for my life, it won't go out go the way i expected it'll be some variation at best <laughs> all right but i know that if i quit it'll never happen and if and if i don't quit it's gonna happen one way or another mm -hmm. some variation like is there or not it's gonna happen you know whether it be huge small you know whatever description however it pans out it will pan out it pan out but it ain't gonna happen if i quit and so all the stuff going on is just feedback. This is not working. Okay. Well, maybe what could I do different? Well, you know, you know, whatever. If you open you open yourself to the universe to see what's what's happening from this, you know, as a result or the or this activity. And as long as you keep going, you're in the game. You know, I just as I mentioned, what my nephew, you know, addiction. I say that you got to stay clean. When we stay, you stay clean. We'll work on the, all these other issues. But if you don't you use the drugs. You're out of the game. You're out of the game because everything else is, is nothing works under the influence of drugs. Nothing. It's just a it's a pretense. It's a, the, the veil between our eyes and reality reality is thickened. So you, you know to, to stay for recovery, you got to stay clean, uh, and for success in anything else or everything else, including recovery, you got to stay. You got to keep going. You got to keep going. So great stuff. Jeff, you have been a wonderful, wonderful guest. Thank I you. Really, Thanks really for having me.
not at all. It's a pleasure to meet you too. Uh, and I hope you count me as a friend. I count you as my friend already. Absolutely. Do you have any final remarks for the audience? Uh, final remark might be if you'd like a life coaching session, you can come right on over to my website and uh, sign up and do that. That would be good. Any other final thoughts? Just do it, whatever it is. If your heart beats, if it's true to you, it's rock and roll. Go do the thing. That's it. That has been the pervasive message of this interview. And uh, and why not emphasize it with that with that uh, axiom? That's awesome. I totally concur. Jeff, uh, how can people find you online, uh, your website, your social media? Yep, jefflizowitz.com. If you can spell that anywhere near properly out there you should be able to find it and hopefully you'll have that on your show notes and okay. stuff like that oh yeah you'll you'll have you'll have your own page on our website yeah. with, the, with cool. your website and all your instagram which is stuff. actually which is actually nfa jeff nfa jeff that's me Twitter, and also same thing yeah linkedin is jeff lizowitz as is the same thing that your name as your name yeah. which is your website and but since you didn't spell it i will spell it for those thank you okay and that is jeff j j e f f of course lizowitz l-e-i-s-a-w-i-t-z you see i broke it into three syllables like i that. love that that was great that was great, that was great. <laughs> everybody L -E everybody little dance yeah <laughs> Yeah. great stuff Jeff I really appreciate it uh you are the man uh we'll be talking this truly this is the beginning of a relationship uh it's been my pleasure and I want everyone to remember we're all responsible for ourselves and we could all use a little help with that Jeff thanks a lot everyone listening thanks a lot see you on the next episode of the self-help coaching podcast Thank you for tuning in to the Self-Help Coaching Podcast, where insights, attitudes, and methods for success get illuminated. Learn what leaders and change workers have done and are doing now to create magnificent futures. Remember to visit our website at self-helpcoaching.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Self-Help Coaching Podcast.